Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are doing great. In this episode, I am going to talk to you guys about the biggest mistakes that new juice bar owners make. Uh, As I'm sure you've heard, we've worked with a lot of people. And when you do anything in life enough, you start to notice patterns. So what are some of the things that I see that are common mistakes that you guys do not want to overlook if you are an aspiring or new juice bar owner? So we're going to break it down and I'm going to save the most impactful and the things that I feel that are the most important till the end. So make sure you listen all the way through to make sure you get that information. The first thing that I want to mention is new juice bar owners do not do things in the proper sequence. So naturally everything that you're doing is interconnected and there are going to be certain parts of this process that you can perform in tandem and there's going to be some things that you really have to make sure you're doing in the right order. And in particular what I'm talking about is the process of and the relationship of menu development, as it relates to your equipment, as it relates to your location design. I've seen too many new juice bar owners design their space first, then figure out what equipment they need, and then create their menu. But when you do and you approach your business that way, your menu is going to be a victim to the limitations of your space and your equipment because your menu is meant to dictate the equipment and the equipment and the space and also a number of elements are going to dictate the location design. So the first mistake I see a lot of new juice bar owners make is they don't do things in the proper sequence. And so what's the second thing? They don't design their spaces properly for functionality. And just as an overarching statement I want to make is naturally a lot of these mistakes are going to come because if you're a new juice bar owner, unless you're working with a consulting agency like ours and you don't have any experience, these things are going to come up. You don't, we make mistakes if we don't have mentorship or we don't have experience. That's sort of the process of learning. And so when you design a space that isn't functional because you haven't been able to consider where the pro, how people are going to make drinks, how they're going to move around the space, how can you build a space for maximum efficiency, then you're going to run into some issues because uh, your space could feel tight and overcrowded and that could lead to your staff getting frustrated because they're bumping into one another. And so the overall energy inside the environment could be one of a little bit of tension that you don't want. Um, it could lead to customer orders taking longer than they should. Um, it could just overall lead to the space being harder to clean, harder to navigate. There's so many elements that are interconnected when it comes to design of space 
uh, especially in a juice bar business that you have to be aware of and you have to do so. A lot of times I've seen people, most clients, unless they really have someone who has a ton of experience in this industry, most of the time they're going to design a space and it's not going to be as functional as it should be and that leads to problems later on. And so what's the next thing that we see? What's another huge mistake that a lot of new juice bar owners make? This is a big one. I may, I'm a victim to this. I made this mistake early on in my career and it's because you don't know, but they oftentimes have too many items on their menu. The problem with this is that when you have too many items and especially when you're in a new business and you haven't hit that volume of business that you're going to hit in your second and third year, you are going to have a lot more spoilage because you have too many items on your inventory and in order to get the benefit of wholesale pricing you're going to be ordering items in a certain volume you have order minimums and guess what if you don't go through those order minimums or there's those items in your inventory they're going to go bad so that's the first problem what's the other issue with having too many items on the menu your staff is new and it's really hard for them to get masterful at a hundred different recipes and I'm using that number for the sake of exaggerating but let's say there's 30 on your menu 40 it's a lot harder for someone to get really good at executing and making 30 to 40 different recipes than it is for them to get good at 20 15 so the reason that this happens is a lot of times new juice bar owners you know, we get to the place where we're really nervous that people aren't going to like what we have. And so we want to appeal to everyone. And I feel this is a huge mistake. It, the, the thinking is understandable, but the reality is that new customers are only going to try one or two drinks on your menu at a given time, maybe three at most. And the nature of human beings, you know, 80% of people like consistency. If they find something that they really like, they stick to it. And so it's going to take someone a long time to go through a very, very large menu. And you always have time. Menus evolve. You always have time to add new items, to expand, to subtract. But a lot of times people just start with too many items because they want to appeal to everyone. They don't want someone to walk in and say, oh, you don't have anything for me. And there is a, a process of having too little and too few menu items, but most people never suffer from that. And so, you know, if you want my perspective on numerically what I feel the best number of items to have is, it would be somewhere between 7 and 10, but yeah, I would say even closer to 7 per category to start. Allow your menu to evolve from there. So that's a big thing. The next thing and the next mistake I see over and over and over again, which is one that really could be avoidable, is... The fact that most new juice bar owners don't cost out their menus. They know it's something they need to do. They know it's important, but they don't do it. Why don't they do it? Not be, Well, maybe because some people are lazy, but I feel it's not so much that. I think that a lot of times people get to the place where they get so busy with so many other things and they don't realize how much time, attention, and energy menu costing is going to demand. This is why I find this is a service that people are oftentimes bringing us on for is because it's one of those things that's just going to, it's almost nearly overwhelming with how much time it takes to weigh out the ingredients, cross-reference what the yields are and the product loss if you're juicing items, 
how are you going to do the convert? It just you know you got to do these really um, thorough spreadsheets to make sure that you're on top of your costing, and that could take you. It could take you a week of doing that for a while, between getting the vendor information, weighing everything out, putting it in the spreadsheet, figuring out where what your percentage uh, percentage of profit is, and then adjusting your recipes again to make sure that you have the profit margin you need to. Because it's one thing to make recipes that taste good. It's another thing to make recipes that taste good, that are consistent, that actually have the right profit margin involved. And that's the real art of doing a menu, which is also why uh, I find it's probably a wise thing to outsource if you don't have the experience. What's another major mistake that we see often new juice bar owners make? They don't build a unique brand. Now this is a conversation, and I'm actually going to do an entire episode on branding, so I won't dive so deeply into it now, but this is something that I feel you know I could speak on for hours. But what people oftentimes think branding is, isn't the totality of branding. A lot of times people think that when, I'm, when I use this word brand, people think I'm talking about the visual representation of the business, meaning the logo being stamped on bags and shirts and everything. That is not your brand. That is an aspect of your brand. That is like your face. And so, um, or I should even say it's a portion of your face. It's like your eyes. It's just an aspect of the brand. It's not the entire body of the brand. So what is your brand really? Your brand is the full spectrum of impressions that people get about your business, the visual being one of them, the experience, the brand narrative. So what is the creation story of the brand? What is the brand voice? A lot of times people don't think enough about this. And once again, I was a victim to this as well early on because I didn't understand these things. And I also didn't understand the impact of these things. Um, as someone said, that trust is the only currency. People don't buy things from businesses that they don't trust. When you have a clear and unique brand, that builds trust. That leads to you making more money long term because people feel that your brand is mature, it's developed, it's clear, it's consistent, it's unique. These are all things that really need to be thought out and everyone needs to go through the process of understanding how the values of the brand and the uniqueness of the brand are going to be experienced by the color, uh, by the customer through all aspects, through the, the visual, through the experience, through the narrative, through these things that I mentioned before. So that's another big mistake that I feel a lot of new juice bar owners, bar owners don't, that they make. They don't realize the importance of it. So I emphasize if you guys are in that process, think about it. What's the next big mistake that I see a lot of new juice bar owners make? They don't focus enough on the marketing and their marketing strategies. Most people know marketing is important, but most people don't treat it as if it is 50% of their business. You have two dimensions of a business, the internal and the external. The marketing is the external. It's the other half. You can have a great product. You can have a great service. You can have great customer service and everything. But if you can't get people in the door, you don't have a successful business. And a lot of times people only think about the things that feel very tangible, which is the product, product development, etc. And they don't think about the marketing because the marketing can almost seem sort of almost esoteric or elusive. And so they don't have marketing strategies that are really going to get people in the door. And everything that I'm saying on this list is something that I've made the mistake of early on. So don't feel bad if you're in a place where your business is running and you're not doing well and you're thinking, man, I should have known. 
there's no way that you could have known until you know, and that's the nature of learning. And if you're an aspiring juice bar entrepreneur, I'm just hoping that you don't make these same mistakes. So really think about, think about your business in, in these terms. Now, in some ways, as it relates to that, what's the, the next big mistake that I see a lot of juice bar and aspiring juice bar owners make when they're new? It's the fact that they don't think about their business in the right way. And what I mean to say is that they oftentimes, and, and it's a beautiful thing that juice bar owners get into this business because it's a passion project. They've probably, and you've probably, like myself, had a really profound shift and transformation as it relates to having juices introduced into your life, and you want to share that with the world, which is a beautiful thing, and it's a very, it's a beautiful thing to be passionate about. But the problem is if you don't marry that passion with a really mature business sense, you might struggle. And so a lot of new juice bar owners don't think about their businesses as businesses. They think about it surely as a passion project. And yes, we're aware that it's a business, but people may not really have the same kind of aptitude that most entrepreneurs have when approaching businesses. And so it's really important that you marry that passion with strategy, with practicality, with an understanding of the numbers. I meet so many entrepreneurs, juice bar entrepreneurs who are like, I'm just not a numbers person, Andrew. That's okay but you need to find that person who is because the finances of your business is the heartbeat of your business. And if you're not monitoring the heart, the heart rate could be slowing to a stop and you're not going to be aware of it. So you got to be present to the cash flow. You got to have systems and processes in your business to manage your staff, right? You have to have all these things in place and you have to graduate into being a real entrepreneur that has a passion to help the world. That's the best way that you can help the world is to have a successful and thriving business. And so that is really the last thing that I want to say. It's, it's, it's probably one of the biggest shifts. And it also relates to mind state as a whole, right? A lot of times people get into the juice bar industry because they feel like it's a very uh, accessible business. And in many ways it is, but in some ways it isn't, right? If you don't realize that you're actually stepping into being a real business owner, and you're not, or you're getting beyond, I should say, making juices for your friends and in your house, which is fine and it's great, but at that stage, you can't really say you have a real business. When you start hiring employees and when you start delegating work and when you have people on payroll and you have rent that you have to pay, now you've stepped into another realm where it's gonna take an, a, a specific kind of acumen to be successful. So I hope and I don't want to put fear in you guys unnecessarily, but this conversation and this podcast episode is really about having a sober look at making sure you guys don't make these mistakes. And as always, we're here to support you. We've helped hundreds of new juice bar entrepreneurs around the world. Uh, so if you need support in any of these areas from your location design or menu development, feel free to reach out. You can find me personally at Andrew at starterjuicebar.com and we would love to help. So that's it for now. We'll see you guys at the next episode.